It was a steaming hot summer day, and I was camped out in front of my former life, just watching and waiting to steal it back somehow. The sidewalk burned under me like a griddle, as it had for the thousand other Saturday mornings I'd spent sitting on this very spot. The corner of Broad and Alameda Streets, in Constant, Colorado. You might think that a place named Constant would be famous for things always staying the same. You'd be dead wrong. The only thing constant about this place was how fast things could change. I felt for the folded bus ticket in my back pocket, making sure it was still there, and half hoped it wasn't. I studied the handprints etched in the cement next to me. Nana, Dad, Mom, and me. The family I used to have before everything got messed up. Before Nana died. Before Dad went to fight in Iraq. Before nearly everything that was good about my family changed. I traced a finger around my kid palm print. Even when I was only five, my hands had been big. Six years later, I'm the one opening all the jars in my house. I sucked down the rest of my iced latte and elbowed my best friend. Twee, go get me a refill, but just milk, whipped cream, and a shot of chocolate, no espresso. I nudged my cup at her. Don't tell him it's for me. Twee elbowed me back harder. You go, she said, not looking up from the book cradled in her arms. I set my cup down with a sigh and then studied the scab on my knee. Playing soccer on blacktop was never a good idea. Lifting an end of the scab, I peered underneath to see if it was ready to come off. Ew, Macy, leave that alone, will you? Twee swiped long, dark bangs out of her eyes and glanced back toward the shop door. Aren't you ever going to go in again? It's been... She turned my wrist to look at my watch. A year, ten months, and twelve days, I muttered. Twee knew it was hard enough for me to look at caffeine nanas, let alone go inside. But even without turning around, I could see every brick in the place. The giant front window I'd washed a million times, and the green stools at the counter that you could spin to nearly warp speed. It was completely the same as it had always been, but totally different. Still, I sat out in front of it every Saturday. The dirty rat fink who bought the place always gave us free drinks. But I hoped to God he'd one day choke on a big foamy wad of guilt. Twee read my face, then shrugged. Alrighty then. She smacked my hand away from my scab again. I'll be back. Hold my seat. She jumped up and sprinted toward the cafe door. I glanced down at the book she'd left. It was one of her five-pound volumes on Vietnam. She devoured them like some kind of junkie. Twee had been born in Vietnam and was adopted out. Her name was spelled T-U-I. But when she started school, everyone, even the teachers, were calling her Tui by mistake. So her folks changed it to Twee to make it easier. She'd lived in Constance since she was three months old. But I think part of her soul got left behind in Da Nang. We called her adoptive parents Mr. and Mrs. Melting Pot, because they had seven kids, each adopted from a different country. 
and now Mrs. Pot was pregnant with twins, due any day. Twins, poor Twee. Babies were totally overrated, and I was an expert on the subject. I'd just spent my entire summer taking care of my baby brother, Jack, a.k.a. Drool Master J. Now that he'd started walking, he was pretty much a wrecking crew in a diaper. It was my own fault. I never should have encouraged him to stand up. Soon, Twee would have two Drool Masters running loose in the house. Plus, she was the nicest kid in her family, so we already knew who was going to end up doing all the babysitting. Around adults, Twee would politely say that she was super excited about the babies. But I think it was the kind of excited we felt about me starting middle school next week. As in, not at all.